Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo gaming podcast of GoombaStomp.com. You might notice that I do not sound like your usual host, Cameron Daxon, and that's because I am not your usual host, Cameron Daxon. Uh, I'm Campbell Gill, indie games editor over at GoombaStomp, and Cameron had to sit this episode out. He's not with us today because he just got back from working PAX East in Boston over the weekend, and anybody who's ever worked a show like that will know that your voice just does not exist by the end of that. So hopefully uh, Cameron sent this one out and being able to give his voice some rest and relaxation. And in the meantime, I somewhat naively have volunteered to host this episode, so we shall see how this all goes, y'all. But thankfully, I am not just going to monologue for a whole show. Instead, I am joined by everybody's favorite games editor from Goombastump.com. It's Mark Halroff. It's an imposter among us. An imposter? <laughs> Who could that possibly be? <laughs> Who's this Cameron guy you're talking about? I don't even know. It's a Campbell Too show. Too busy now. playing Paper Trail. <laughs> Bradley and you know every mm -hmm. everyone we've ever interviewed <laughs> everybody yeah Cameron's just he's the cool one you know he's hanging out with all the guys right now but you know you and me Mark we we can handle this you know we can take the reins we can we can we get think. this done we think I mean mm -hmm. we'll see skip to the end of this episode and see how it goes by the end of this but right now I think we're holding up well but speaking of things that are holding up well there's something that is no longer holding up, <laughs> that being the 3DS and Wii U eShops. We've been talking about it for a while, the writing's been on the wall, we've known this date was coming, but the 3DS and Wii U eShops are no longer alive. It Today marks the end of an era, right? Those eShops are gone, and along with them, all of the you know eShop exclusive games, a lot, the virtual console, any games that did not have a physical release, you know, they're all offline now, along with DLC. It's a, a big moment, right? And a lot has been has been lost right now. But I know that one of us on the show has taken advantage of the time that we had left uh, to grab all the games that you wanted to get from the eShop. Too Mark, much of an advantage. Yes, I heard you went on a bit of a shopping spree, Mark. All right, you ready you for grab? the rundown? Okay. Give me the rundown, ready? man. Yeah, no, It's a long rundown. Box Boy. Okay. Box Box Boy. I'm sensing the theme. Bye bye, Box Boy. <laughs> Pushmo. All right. Crashmo. Stretchmo with all the DLC. There's still a theme going on here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, the mysterious Murasame Castle. Ooh, very uh, nice. That one. Dylan's Rolling West. Mm hmm. I gotta check the name of this one. Mario and Donkey Kong Minis on the Move. Brilliant. And Kirby Fighters Deluxe. Holy cow, man. Okay, that is a lot right there. <laughs> wow. All right. So I oh, and two eShop themes. The Hanafuda uh, Mario Kart um, theme, and then what was the other one I grabbed? I think it was like a Kirby one. Oh, my god. I think gosh. it was like a paper papercraft Kirby. Oh, that's beautiful. And, man, you just brought up themes. That's another thing that we're losing as part of the eShop. Oh, we've already game. lost. Yeah, we've lost it. We've completely lost <laughs> it before already, on the Switch. It's already gone. But, like, we still had the 3DS at least. But now we don't even have that, and we're stuck with the wonderful catalog of themes we have on the Switch being, you know, gray basic white. and white. <laughs> basic, isn't it called bl basic black? Basic Not black, gray. something like that? Yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm partly colorblind, who knows? But at any rate, all I know is it's bland. <laughs> bland as all get out, you know? Man, man, that is, it shows up just how much that I think has been lost at this point, you know? Oh, there's too much that's been lost. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. But man, I mean, you even mentioned, mentioned the mysterious Murasame Castle. That shows off how we had so many virtual console games that are not yet on Switch Online, right? And Murasame Castle, that's one I've been wanting to play for ages now, and I'm kind of regretting. This afternoon, I was thinking about all the games that uh, 
were on you know virtual console or had limited releases virtual releases on the eShops that i didn't get like man that is a very impactful nintendo game for anybody who wasn't aware of it had a big we impact. have to i was about to say we have to answer the big cameron question yes because yes. he's probably driving or sitting there uh-huh. right now going what the hell is the mysterious murasame yeah. castle so Mark, can you tell me what the Mysterious Murasami Castle is? Uh, it's basically, in Japan, it was like Zelda's sister game mm-hmm, when right. The Legend of Zelda came out for the NES. And this one, you play as um, Tar- Tarumaka, is that his name? I believe so, yeah. Tarumaka, and you're a samurai, and your goal is, like, these aliens have invaded, and you have to kill all the other daimyos, and you're just going around slaughtering all them, <laughs> taking the castles. This is actually, like, the premise of the game. And, yeah, it's like a a more linear Zelda, like a 2D action overhead game. It's it's basically if Zelda, if you had to just keep killing enemies. There's not really puzzles Mm -hmm. in it, per se. There is a map to to, um, traverse, but it's not, you know... Mm-hmm. You're not going to get lost. Right. It's like going from point A to point B. With to point B, yeah. Action Just focus. killing the enemies, yeah. Going gotcha. from inside to outside the castle and rinse repeat. And a lot of people listening may not be familiar with the game by its name, but they might know uh, Takamaru's appearance in Smash Brothers as an assist trophy starting in uh, Smash 4. So if you've ever gotten that random samurai-looking guy as a trophy, this is where he comes from. So there's also a whole game in Nintendo Land dedicated to. <laughs> you see, I wouldn't know that either because I never played that game. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one where you hold the gamepad vertical uh-huh. and then you like toss the um, what do they call like the throwing ninja stars? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right. There's that. Yeah, I gotcha. Man, Nintendo Land too. That's thinking about game loss. another game loss i mean you can still buy the physical version but of that's, course that's a game yeah. that celebrated a lot of nintendo's history and it's crazy that they kind of dug deep into something like uh murasami castle it's funny though this this whole eShop closer you know closure makes me think like oh there are so many nintendo games i haven't played right especially when you're talking about like things that were exclusive to their system and mm-hmm. will probably not be coming back for a long time. Like Dylan's Rolling West and right. Pushmo. Mm-hmm. Like Pushmo, I literally, I played the first Pushmo. This is the night before the eShop closed. And I put in like two hours. I was like addicted to it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I guess I'm buying the rest of the series. And that's how I bought it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was going to ask. So there's, I saw from the the list you gave, there's a, a theme of puzzle games in there, right? So yeah, that was a coincidence. Yeah, that was just a coincidence. I just wanted to fill out my, uh, how laboratory binge. I've been playing with my girlfriend, um, Box Boy plus Box Girl on mm, Switch, which nice. was like made for that, you know, system. And I just wanted to go back and play the originals because I hadn't really played them. I'd seen like a lot of gameplay and they always looked fun. But um, I guess the 3DS was sort of that era where I wasn't buying digital games like at all. Like even the smaller eShop titles. I had stuff from like Club Nintendo when they gave out like those freebies with the Mm -hmm. points. Well, I wouldn't even call it freebies because, you know, you had to buy games (laughs) to get the points. But right. Yeah. yeah, I, I got to play a lot of virtual console through club nintendo mm-hmm. so now that you know now that i have money i was like let's spend some <laughs> honestly i am in your same boat right there except by the time i realized i actually had money it was too late <laughs> so you know but i did get a lot of those freebies on the eShop uh through club nintendo and uh rewards like that like for example i got pokemon x uh when it was available as a free download through that uh, i totally forgot about right that. which is crazy like that's how i ended up playing that game it's insane that they offered these like full-fledged games as free downloads through the eShop, um which was amazing and along with that i didn't really spend too much time on the 3ds eShop though largely because the same boat as you i was younger i didn't have a lot of money to spend and stuff and i was like well i'm just gonna ask my mommy or family or whatever to get you know physical games for me for gifts of course, right yeah so but the few games i did play were things like mutant muds you know i've got that on the de- as a demo and to me that's like one of the paragons right or one of the more iconic uh mm-hmm. indie 3DS games, games yeah. 3ds games eShop only games right um, and, I, and when I was purchasing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I was looking at like SteamWorld Dig and Ace Attorney Trilogy right. and stuff like that. But I was like, these games are on Switch. Right. I was like, why am I going to stupid to buy them now? I was going to say. I, they're going to be on sale in the future on the Switch. Like if they're going to put them for that deep of a discount on the 3DS, eventually it's going to happen on Switch. 
Exactly. That's a good point to mention here that a lot of these games are also on the Switch. Uh, there's some of the, uh, the Monster Hunter, uh, classic Monster Hunter games are also on, you know, they're on Wii U and physical copies. And we've got Monster Hunter uh, Generations Ultimate on Switch, which mm-hmm. was originally a 3DS game. Uh, so there are a lot that there's a lot that has been carried over, especially with things like Ace Attorney. You know, there's no reason to get that on 3DS. It's the, the best it's ever been on uh of course on switch although i believe there were some that were were exclusive yes i'm trying to remember which ones they were but well um, if i ever get into the series i'll regret it then i was gonna say like (laughs) honestly i regret that big worry i regret that a bit because i've played the trilogy on switch which i love you know some of my favorite games on the switch they're fantastic uh but never got around to four five uh, and six uh, which I believe those were on 3DS, so missing out on that is, you know, a bummer. But to me, the thing that I think is the biggest, one of the bigger losses, is there was a whole... Pushmo. S- well, okay, <laughs> sure, let's say it's Pushmo, right? Our silly little puzzle guy. What do you want to say of about course, Pushmo, Of Box Mark? Boy, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Pushmo, well, okay, you just have to play it, uh-huh. Campbell. You know, there's not many games that, like, really utilize the 3DS, like it's featured the 3d uh-huh. like, this game does it's like again it's like super mario 3d land like going back to that game where it utilized the 3d so well or kid right. uprising like playing that in just a few opening moments i right. was like i'm yeah. gonna turn the 3d on because i feel nostalgic and i was like this is the way to play like hmm. this is really really well done and it was just surprising i mean you know, Nintendo's first party always well utilized the 3D. Other companies I can't really speak for. I feel like a lot of the third parties had no idea what they were doing. No, they absolutely did yeah. not. But, uh, yeah, it's... Pushmo is such a great puzzle game. Just the concept of it. The fact that there's... I heard in the later ones that there's enemies that you can encounter within the puzzles themselves. I don't know if that's on the Wii U one, though. Okay. I mean, we'll get to the Wii U later. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, it's just... It's like relaxing but stressful. It's just, it's such a great game. Just the whole the whole concept of it and the world that they have and the music and it's definitely an intelligent systems high point. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're usually used to Fire Emblem. That's their jam. I think they also developed Paper Mario. They did Mario, Paper Mario, yes. Right? Didn't they yep. do Sticker Star? Unfortunately, yes. They did do Sticker Star. Okay. They did Color Splash. Um I don't know if they did the Origami King, but yeah. Well, Pushmo for a puzzle game is fantastic. I would, it might be this the 3DS's best puzzle game. Oh my goodness! Even even against those Box Boy games that you were just raving. Yeah, about. Box Boy Box Boy is also phenomenal. I think the Box Boy games. It's kind of funny where they kind of feel like they repeat themselves, except that's kind of like being you know early on where the uh-huh. earlier levels feel. I don't want to say they feel samey, but if you're playing all the games back to back, you know, some features are going to get old real quick because you just played, you know, God knows how many levels getting introduced (laughs) to those. And then now you're back to an introduction. So that kind of sucks. Mm. But uh, it's not, you know, that's not the the, at fault of the sequels because I'm playing them all back to back. But Mm. yeah, but Pushmo is just, you got to listen to the soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. All right. Yeah. And the puzzles the difficulty and the amount of thought put into them especially in you know stretchmo i played a bit of the the 8-bit nes puzzles and they're all so good it's just such a great game i really hope they bring it to switch yeah now i do too because it's something that's always been on my bucket list because like i said last week it's like wow cute little round puzzle man i want to play this round puzzle man you know <laughs> um but hearing you talk about the actual substance that's there and especially hearing that it makes effective use of the 3d because again we'll talk about the wii u later but i think any game that made good use of either the wii u gamepad or the 3DS's stood 3D out. capability. Yeah. yeah, that absolutely stood out. But you also said earlier that it was stressful at the same time. What's stressful about Pushmo? I gotta ask. Oh, when you get stuck on a puzzle for like 10, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, okay, yeah. Yeah, there are some puzzles that are like... It, like once it's like, aha, like it has those constant satisfying moments. Mm-hmm. But right. getting there could sometimes like really trick you. Mm-hmm. I got Especially you. those like those eight bit levels I mentioned in stretch mode, like they are designed for like pro players. Mm. Like even you know, I think it was like the third or fourth level, I was already having trouble. And for the original push mode, it took me like a world, like 
three worlds or four worlds in to finally reach something that, you know, really challenged me. Good lord. So they're really telling you to get good at these puzzles, I guess. Yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> you just you got to you got to find a way to play it and I won't say how, but <laughs> I can feel the wink coming over the audio right now. Uh, if only there was a way. I mean, of same course. Time. Can I tell Nintendo too? These are these are you know fan favorite games too, and it is kind of crazy to see all the stuff going away without there being some sort of plan or to bring it has, back. Yeah, yeah, to bring it back to make them available on the Switch, right? And what's so. you know what's horrible about this is that if these 3DS games do ever come back in their original format, you know. The 3D won't be there. That's exactly it, right? And we were just talking about Pushmo being special for using the 3D capability. Well, if it comes to Switch, that ain't gonna be anything special, <laughs> you know? Especially because, like... It'll still be a good puzzle it'll game. It'll still be a yeah, good game, but... but it's not going to have that 3D capability. And, like, mm -hmm. let's be real, we are not going to get another 3D-capable system right now. No, never know? again. Never it's again. Never, that, yeah, gimmick is, that gimmick is behind us now. So, mm -hmm. you know, in that way, the end of the eShop kind of marks something even bigger than losing those games. That's also the end of that style of gameplay with uh, the 3D capability on there, right? Mm -hmm. It's We're not going to see that anymore because the console is officially... Which is you know, sad because yeah. a lot of people, you know, it doesn't get as enough, you know, enough credit as it deserves. Exactly. I feel like the 3DS, the 3D was really good. But then you have the Wii U. Okay, that... <laughs> <laughs> that gets as little credit as it deserves, yeah. I'd say. Um, that which, thing deserved to kick the bucket. That That's like said. a, you know, hands in the air, thank God moment. Just, yeah. Well, here's the know. thing. The core idea of the Wii U, I've said this before, I think the idea was great. You know, having a second screen that you can play off of the TV, so in theory somebody could be watching TV while you play games on the couch or whatever, I think that's great. And we all know what that led to, right? I don't think the Wii, the Switch could have run as well as it did if the Wii U Without didn't walk Wii U, and stumble yeah. as much as it did. You know, the idea was good. The execution, however, was just was not. <laughs> not that great, right? And developers didn't take much advantage of it. And the few times developers did try to make good use of it, we got things like Star Fox Zero, which, you know, maybe wasn't the best uh, <laughs> use of it after all. That being course, said, though, yeah. we have also the, e the Wii U eShop has gone down, too. And with that, mm -hmm. you know, to me, that I know the 3DS eShop going down means a lot more to more people because the 3DS was... You know, more significantly popular. more popular, mm -hmm. right? I was but the one Wii U eShop was just as nostalgic, you know? It was, because I've mentioned this on the show before, the Wii U eShop was where I fell in love with indies. It's where Nintendo really realized, hey, we have zero third-party support. We've got to take the help where we can get it. Let's start building relationships with independent developers, right? That's mm -hmm. where we started having events like Nindies at Night, you know, and these big promotional events to show off all the indie games, or Nindies, as they were called, and a really wish we would continue using the term nindies it was amazing um and just showing off all those in what those independent developers were bringing to the switch and we had games that actually made use of the gamepad in somewhat clever ways right i'm thinking of a game um runbo oh there's runbo good lord runbo was great but that's not the one i'm thinking of i'm thinking of typo man did you ever play that one mark no okay. <laughs> you haven't even heard of it it was great type it up. they promoted they promoted it pretty hard um back in the and i've got the name right right um oh, yes. it's on switch yeah it is on switch hmm. but here's the thing the gimmick of Typo Man was that you are a jumble of letters um, just running around the world, and the way you solved puzzles was by taking uh, letters that were strewn around the world and put, spelling them together to make whatever you wanted it to be. So, for example, if you're coming up to a, a cliff or something and you have a bunch of letters jumbled up nearby, you can go to the gamepad and drag those letters into place to spell stairs. And then stairs will appear, right? Gotcha. Which was, that was pretty cool. Yes, you can do all of that on the Switch, on the PS4. You know, it's been ported to a whole bunch of, of systems now. But it really did leverage the gamepad um, to make it like it was a notepad that you had in your hand. And you were writing out what you wanted to see in the world. So, and that's that's not accessible anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So, seeing things like that go away is it's sad <laughs> you know i think we've oh, definitely be sad. we've yeah. lost less with the wii u eShop than the 3ds eShop probably but it's still a lot 
has gone away here. So, Mark, I mean, you know, I've rambled on a bit about what that means to me, but, like, what are your thoughts on the Wii U eShop uh, closing down? Great soundtrack. Um, <laughs> that, oh, man. Man, the, the soundtrack. The, that, the UI was uh, not the best. The UI wasn't the best, but, man, the soundtrack, though, that's another thing we lost with the Switch. Of Remember course, when yeah. they had the Splatoon soundtrack on the Wii U eShop? That was amazing, you know? Oh, you just uh, unlocked, like, an ancient memory. Right? I remember <laughs> when I logged on one day, and suddenly there was electric guitars and re- weird wooby noises, and I was like, what am I <laughs> listening to right now? And eventually hit me like they are promoting Splatoon. This is pretty cool, which is great compared to the soulless laggy void that you have on the Switch eShop now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I wonder if that's the reason there's no music because mm. of the lag. I mean, if it's so laggy that you can't even load, you know, featured <laughs> art for a game. You should, yeah, you should probably fix that. Yeah, like I feel like there's some bigger issues. Literally, there. the 3DS eShop worked better than the Switches. 100%. How's that even possible? I don't even know. Like, how has the Switch been out for five years now? More than five years, six years. Lord have mercy, you know, and they've not even fixed that, you know. Or themes. Or, or themes, <laughs> or music, or any sense of personality. We have folders, but not even the folders are as good as they could be, you know. There's a lot that... <laughs> Forgot that existed. <laughs> right, right, me too. So, it's crazy how these consoles, which we can all agree, don't really stack up to the Switch, right, in terms of, you know, the library or just the functionality did things of the better. console. Yeah. Right, they did so much better than the Switch. As I well. will say, you want to know something really sad? I loaded up Street Pass, the plaza, uh, and I saw that they they were offering, before the eShop ended, this must have been in promotion for a long time, you could obtain one of the games for free. Oh, man. So I was like, well, what happens if I still try and obtain it? Mm-hmm. And I went in, and I talked to the rabbit, and i went to go obtain i think it was slot cars either slot cars or stock market i forgot which one already Hmm. but it immediately crashed the system oh yeah it it literally had to force reset the 3ds it like took me to the main menu and said your console needs to be forced reset and then it reset the system wow (laughs) so I guess they didn't think that one through. <laughs> no, probably not. They probably just didn't imagine anybody was still on that thing in yeah. the year of our Lord 2023, you know, <laughs> which is still crazy because that was a crazy feature at the time. Like, I remember carrying it around with me, going to, like, school and church and stuff like trying that. Trying to get street like, passes. Trying to get yeah. street passes. It was, like, a great social aspect, too. Always going to New York every single time I went. Uh, <laughs> put it in my bag yeah you see that's the thing you you're in new york you were actually around people you know mm-hmm. i was living in a country town nowheresville the whole time so i had this little street pass feature and i was like i hope i see another person today with a 3ds <laughs> so that way you can do street pass uh, yeah the last how many street passes i had like over 800 it said good lord man i had yeah. like a dozen maybe <laughs> <laughs> That was suck. Oh god. Yeah. So you didn't get to experience puzzle swap or find me or. I, I did a little bit with a few people I could, but gotcha. yeah, not nearly as much as you probably did. <laughs> so. When when Animal Crossing New Leaf came out, mm-hmm. and my brother and I were playing every single day. He's probably listening, laughing about this. We used to street pass each other every single day. So I literally have with him alone because it even just happened while we were downloading games because I was home for the weekend, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> said we had straight past each other like 120 times <laughs> and i was like that's fantastic wow. yeah wow that's a beautiful example of brotherhood i think yeah. you know cl- <laughs> close relationships for the win right uh this one goes out to mark's brother uh that's great <laughs> yeah but i i'm sad that it's uh you know it's sad that it's closed it's it's basically end of an era like literally that's exactly it yeah but at the same time like you know i'm not surprised and also it's kind of that period where it's going to be like you know this is what i like to call like the third pillar has collapsed mm. for nintendo's mm-hmm. system where you have you know switch mobile 3ds 3ds is out of the picture the mm. next console is probably around the corner so they're just you know this is literally just when the wii disappeared Right. It's the same exact thing. And yes, you know, it's very sad. It's only been six years of the Switch, but, you know, six years is a long time. Like, 
God knows how much money it takes to keep these things it's, it's running. It costs a lot you know? of money. I will say that there's, uh, I've read some great like expose articles, I guess you say, or investigative articles about people at Nintendo who are actually maintaining, you know, the servers for the eShops. And it's been such a cost for so long that even before the Switch came out, they've just been like, when can we ax this thing? Well, I think, you know, I think also the bigger problem is that they're different ecosystems. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. Xbox where, you know, the the um the shop on the xbox one the xbox 360 and the xbox um series x series x yeah that thing <laughs> thank that you we all know they're about. all um yeah they're all connected right like it's not it's the same shop essentially there's no reason to take everything down because all of that content or at least the majority of it works on the future systems mm-hmm. so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if I buy a PS4 game, I can still play it on my PS5. On PS5, you know? yes. Yeah, because it's the same integrated store. You see PS4 games right alongside PS5 games, but you can't mm-hmm. really do that when you have two completely different systems and ecosystems like the Wii U and 3DS, which I'll say mm-hmm. that leads me to probably my biggest hope for the next generation of Switch is that we can carry on the Switch eShop here, that we can carry our Switch games over. Well, that's what I think Nintendo is definitely going to do. And the reason I say that is because a while back, and we never got to talk about this on the show, but they posted, um, it was like at their investors meeting where they showed like a bubble with the next system. And it was talking about Nintendo Switch Online. And Nintendo Switch Online was bleeding into everything. Like, the, there's the mobile app, then there's Nintendo Switch Online on the Switch, and then it was going into the next system. So it kind of leads me to believe that perhaps, you know, I would hope it's backwards compatible, because if they're going to make a new system, like, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Switch games that are still going to sell. Like, if you could play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Nintendo's <laughs> next system, it's like, you know it's still going to sell until the next one comes out. Like, come right. on. Right. People are still going to be buying it. I am convinced that we are going to be selling Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and probably Smash Brothers Ultimate until like the end of time. You know, like <laughs> probably these are games that will just keep on giving that never need to end. You know? And it's also it's opening that situation where I hope they would do that because with the GameCube, how it was like, you know, you got a Wii and it was backwards compatible. And I saw recently I was trying to write for something and I saw like an interview with Iwata and he was like, you know, the GameCube didn't sell well at all, but I'm hoping the games will still continue to sell and people get to experience all those titles. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, hopefully it'll be the same exact thing for the Switch where, you know, a lot of these great titles that uh, people still haven't played will be able mm-hmm. to sell on the next one. Yeah, that's. I think that's our biggest hope for sure. Um, and I could put another system back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> save, save shelf space. Save some space, baby. There you go. <laughs> and then I can put this baby alongside my box I have buried somewhere with a dusty, dying, <laughs> sad Wii U. You, so, of course, yeah. We'll see. Which that thing, you know, once Yoshi's Woolly World and... Uh... <laughs> I guess there's a few games, Nintendo Land and, you know. Xenoblade Chronicles Xenoblade X. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like, good lord. To me, that is the one that I absolutely cannot understand why it hasn't been ported over yet. Because, like, Xenoblade is bigger than it's ever been, right? It'll, it has to, right? It has to. <laughs> it has, it just, to, it has to, eventually. I understand that it may be difficult to port because, look, you and I have played that. We know that game is a technical it's masterpiece. It's difficult to play. And it's also difficult to play. Here's the thing, man. Here, Mark, let me tell you. Yes, if they make the font size even just one point bigger, I think that will make the game a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, you know? And then the other thing that would help is actually putting real tutorials in the game rather than making you read a literal manual in order to understand how the combat system works. Yeah, it's... It kind of That game needs a deluxe edition. It needs needs a deluxe edition that streamlines it, gives it the definitive edition treatment uh, because there is a truly fantastic game at its core. Like, it's one of the few games where you can get a mech 50 hours into the game. It's that (laughs) massive. Like, it is a huge world that's worth exploring. It is... Awesome. One of my favorite games from the I just want Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. You know, Crafted World (laughs) was a masterpiece, of course. Especially the soundtrack. Uh, My favorite Nintendo soundtrack. Yeah, we went from a masterpiece back to Yoshi's, the 3DS, the new island. Oh my god. Have you heard that soundtrack? <laughs> I have never heard the new the uh, Yoshi's New Island soundtrack. No. <laughs> I'll put a I'll put a little clip here for listeners. Please do. If Cameron were here, he'd be horrified over what you're about to hear.
probably just heard it, and it's as bad as you would expect. Oh, God, my ears. I can't possibly <laughs> comprehend what I just heard. I need to uh, listen to this episode once it goes live. <laughs> well, we have been chatting about these dying eShops for 30 minutes now, Mark. Is there Is anything really? else? It's been 29 really minutes, been? yeah. Yeah, uh, I would say go play these games, but uh, yeah, I can't. You know. <laughs> you can't. So now instead, this is anymore. the segment where Mark just rubs it in our faces for thirty minutes. All the great puzzle games that he's been playing that you can never play again. And I still haven't played Dylan's Rolling West, but I'll uh, or Western. I thought it was mm-hmm. called Dylan's Rolling West, but I no, it's called it's Western. Western yeah. No, yeah, Rolling Western. Hmm. I never, I haven't played it so far, and I haven't played uh, Mario vs Donkey Kong, or is it Mario and Donkey Kong? I thought it was Mario versus Donkey Marsh Kong. of the Mini? I don't even... <laughs> hey, it got Mini Marios. There you go. yeah. <laughs> it's got Mini Marios in the title, and it's not Tipping Stars. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, by the way, they made three of those games for the 3DS? That they did. I remember seeing the announcements all the time, being like, well, they're just chugging these boys out, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And, never and now, like them. Mario and Luigi, they're just gone. <laughs> Rip. Poor one no out to the Mario and Luigi dubs, too. <laughs> gone too soon dream. yes sir well on that happy note mark you will have to report back to us uh as you play these 3ds games oh yeah definitely yeah, we'll talk about them in the future awesome yeah. well i think we're gonna take a quick break now and when we come back we will have probably an even more in-depth discussion about a certain indie game called uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom that got a gameplay blowout recently uh we'll see y'all in a little bit everybody so we are recording this episode at texas time 8 30 p.m march 28th if you're listening to this episode you're a nintendo fan you know what dropped on march 28th our first real hands-on gameplay look at the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom we we got this not through a big trailer not through a big direct but rather just 13 minutes dropped onto nintendo's youtube channel of awanuma walking us through just some some pure and simple gameplay of tears of the kingdom and after having seen some cinematic trailers some story trailers some you know small snippets of gameplay in previous announcements this is our first full-blown look at it and i think it's pretty safe to say it's blown our collective minds so it's really impressive yeah. mark <laughs> you know you watch a trailer right you watch mm-hmm. all the footage all right and i said i wouldn't mm-hmm. exactly i was, I was the one say, in our chat yesterday last night i refused last night yeah. we we're like all right on the podcast you were saying we're gonna talk about why we won't watch it and i'm like <laughs> and i said you know what mark speak for yourself i am watching this thing so i watched it here we yeah. are we've watched it and mark i'll pass it over to you for the start what do you think about this uh it solidified my initial thought i'm still buying this game mm-hmm. so it hasn't <laughs> changed my opinion but right. um it made me even more excited because just wow right just the whole the fusion system and the way they're utilizing these new um sheikah slate ability mm-hmm. power if it's even the sheikah slate i don't even know if it was right they, they, didn't even they never confirmed it's a sheikah yeah. slate so. it's probably something related to his arm i was gonna say i think he has a... going on mm-hmm. but yeah it's just it looked like so much fun <laughs> right like that's insane and that's what i think is my biggest takeaway from this is that with this trailer they were with this footage they were really doubling down on what people love so much about the original breath of the wild which was using it as a massive sandbox where you can do 
crazy stupid stuff, right? You can play with the physics system, you can play with the Sheikah Slate abilities, you can fly through the air on these minecarts and boulders and stuff and somehow make that work and finish the game in 20 minutes. What we saw today showed amazing possibilities for breaking the game even further with the fuse ability that allows you to fuse separate items together with the ascend ability that allows you to like you know, ascend through any ceiling, no matter how high up it is. You can, like, mm -hmm. soar to the top of a mountain. That'll definitely be used for a puzzle. And for speedruns, too. Like, mm -hmm. I shudder to think of how quick people are going to be able to speedrun this game now. So, there is a lot to unpack here. So, we've got... Those are our overall thoughts. So, I think the biggest mm -hmm. thing was all the different mechanics that were showing off. Those new abilities. Yeah, I think Ionuma building a Y-Wing to go across the water was... Mm -hmm. That was incredible. It was amazing, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it showed the sheer amount of possibilities that you have here, where it was like, hey, we've got this huge river or lake. You can't really, or this river, you can't just swim across it. Don't have enough stamina. You can literally build a boat. You can find some logs and random fans that are apparently just put it all around, together. Yeah. Put it together and away you go. To me, the, my favorite moment of this footage was when it panned back to scenes from the previous trailers where we'd seen driving a, a cart or a car flying through the air and back when we talked about those scenes we're like wow link has some great cool new vehicles just like the motorcycle they had in the dlc no these aren't vehicles for him these are things that you he can yeah, build you gotta make them <laughs> that is insanity like what can't you build in this game is my this biggest is like question now <laughs> breath of the wild meets banjo kazooie nuts mm -hmm. and bolts it's <laughs> <laughs> literally what this game but, is but but good right Good, yeah, please? that game was always fine. That's yes, a... but this is Breath of the Wild. We're <laughs> yeah, not hoping for fine. <laughs> this is going to be incredible. There's only one thing, only one thing about this entire game that worries me, mm -hmm. and that's the at least in the location that mm -hmm. Ionuma was exploring and stuff. It looked exactly the same as the first game, and I hope there's more changes on the ground level right. because we're clearly seeing a lot of new stuff up in the air, but. If we're going to be so much on foot in Hyrule, like, I really hope there's a lot of new stuff going on. I think he passed, like, traders or, like, something like that. Yeah, he passed a route. stable along the way. Gotcha, which, a stable yeah. too, yeah. So, I, I just hope there's more new stuff, which I'm... There probably is. Like, I, I don't think there's anything to worry about oh, with yeah. this game. If, you know, if they won't even show us another trailer... Mm -hmm. and they're showing us edited gameplay, <laughs> then I think it's safe to say that, you know, there's a lot of surprises going to be around this world yeah. and stuff. I, so I, I, I'm not worried. I, you know, as I said when it was revealed, I'm buying it day one. And absolutely. I'll say it again, I'm buying it day one, maybe with a pro controller. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Uh, and I'll say that I totally share your concern about, you know, reusing the original Hyrule. But at the same time, by the very end, uh, we saw there was this big sequence where Link was, t you know, soaring down from the sky. And you can see all of Hyrule, like panoramic view. And you can see a lot that looked, to me at least, very different from the yes. original game in there. We saw these, like, Nazca line looking things things over on the side new like mountains and ridge and environmental scenes going on over there like there was a lot of changes there too so i think that it's probably intentional on nintendo's part to show off an area that doesn't look all that crazy mm -hmm. just so that way the focus can be solely on the mechanics it also do. you know i don't remember seeing it in the trailer i only watched it once and i'm not watching it again because that's how i'm going into this game but uh, the divine beast didn't look like they were there you know the, they the didn't shot they did not and that leads me to what my biggest question is is that we saw a ton of how these new abilities can interact in the environment right how you can build boats and ships and cars and you can soar through the ceiling but if we saw how those abilities interact in the open world what about dungeons? What about shrines, right? We haven't seen anything specifically about whether shrines are coming back, if we're having divine beasts again, or different kinds of dungeons. And, you know, I'm really wondering how all these puzzles, these new abilities are going to be implemented in in dungeons, in puzzle-focused areas, right? Because these are really unique abilities that give us potential to create uh, puzzles unlike anything else that we've seen right mm -hmm. um and it would be amazing to see shrines come back it would be amazing to see the divine beasts come back but we just don't know right now and i'm really curious to see how that's going to be implemented or will mm -hmm. we build our own divine beast oh my gosh 
Well, that's an idea right there. <laughs> I would love to see that. If Man. Link, if you have to build some, you know, mechanical monstrosity mm -hmm. or follow some sort of, like, format. You know, we also haven't seen where Zelda is still. Right. Or, right. Yeah. Okay, but just, just going back to that point a little bit. We have been able to play the Divine Beasts before. Everybody, play mm -hmm. Age of Calamity. It's really good. And playing the, the Divine Beasts is, was an amazing power fantasy in that game. So being able to do something like that, build a Divine <laughs> Beast, perhaps. I mean, you raise a good point, so Mark. Cool. Like, why would you have the ability to build stuff if you're not going to be able to build your own weapons of mass destruction? They, they have right? to, you know... With Breath of the Wild, it was always go big, mm -hmm. you right? Know, go home. It's that expression. It was everything was always on such a grand scale. There was such like right. a richness to it, and we're probably going to see the same in this game. I'm sure they're hiding some sort of surprise. Whether you're going to fuse the Master Sword with something on your quest, <laughs> or th right. there's just like I, there's got to be something to it. I really hope Fee is in this game, oh, and you have to like. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so to like bookend it since if Skyward Sword is the beginning and Breath of the Wild is the end and Man. everything's going back up in the air, if it's like some sort of cycle. If Fee showed up, I would just immediately start sobbing, man. Like, just, I, I love Skyward Sword, as I've said many times on the show before. And being able to bookend the series, like you say, that would be incredible, right? Which really raises the point that we know very little about the story of this game. Just Give yet. us Tingle. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> Give us what we want. Tingle, of course. Well, look, we know that Ganondorf or something like Ganon is in this game. So, what better way to face, you know, the king of evil than by dressing up as Tingle, right? And of just course. going at it. I want to be dressed as Tingle, put together like a hot rod or something, soar through the sky <laughs> on my way to kick Ganon in the face, you know? Like, what more could you want? So, oh, I was going to bring this up. I mm -hmm. wonder if there's going to be like flying shops like in Skyward Sword. How, um, <laughs> oh my god, what's his name? Be Beetle? Beetle. Yeah, Beetle. How he has... um. The, the flying shop. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to do that again and if we're going to start oh, to man. see... Because um, it seems like everything is going back up to the sky, like mm -hmm. in Skyward Sword. That's what it seems like they're doing. So yeah. I would imagine that... Um, like elements like that will return from that game exactly no that really raises a good point because they did Aonuma did briefly mention that there were human uh creations on those sky islands human structures you know there were mm -hmm. buildings there in addition but to that could have nature. just been from lifting it up from the, you it, know, the ground it could have been lifting it up from the ground it could have been from some forgotten civilization but what i really hope is exactly what you're getting at mark is that there's going to be some sort of sky village or sky civilization that you get to encounter because oh no i'm sure there will with like mm -hmm. um what are their names the birds um oh, uh Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> hold on. We're Zelda fans. We are Zelda fans. I'm not Googling Zelda R bird people. Rito, Rito, Rito Village. Yes. Is that what they're called? That the is Rito? Called the Rito, yeah. Okay. I was going to say Rito Village is the place. I didn't remember the name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had Rito Village. We already had that in the original Breath of the Wild. Um, so Cos better be going ham on that uh, <laughs> accordion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, imagine the epic accordion solos for guys. His name's Kaz, right? Yeah, Kaz. Kaz, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so good finding him for the first time. Finding him for the first time, and then playing the DLC too, and getting more of those songs. As I also wonder together. if stuff like the Deku Tree is going to be in the sky. If there's going to be something <laughs> crazy like that, man. Oh, do you think of, what about Ganon being in the sky? Like instead of the final battle uh, yeah, being over in Tyrol Castle. No, I think that's a guarantee. Yeah, take it I, to the think, skies, man. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got to be in the skies. I also wonder if that that huge dragon. I'm going blank on its name. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. About. Yeah. Well, which one of the dragons, right? There's, oh, yeah. There were four of them in the original game. Are you thinking of the one that's like an optional boss fight? An optional boss fight? From the original game, where he's covered in malice. Oh, did, my gosh. Did you never um, play that? Oh, man. No, I know what you're talking about, but I never got to play it. Uh, it's, like, one of my favorite moments from the original game. Um, yeah, I thought it was amazing how in the, the footage you can just see this enormous dragon flying around in the background. And, like, it's not even commented on. It's like, yep. But if he crashes into you. Right? Can you fall to your death in this game? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I was wondering because there's a great moment towards the end of the footage where Link is fighting some enemy which has a fan. It's fused its sword with, like, a plank of wood and can blow Link off the stage. Mm -hmm. And 
Link just comes tumbling off, and instead of dying instantly, like you would in any other Zelda game, right? Instead, you just, just start skydiving straight down into Hyrule, which when I saw that, it was like, oh man, oh my god. This is an amazing example of how this game is not going to be about, like, previous Zelda games where it was about, you know, linear challenges and stuff and testing your skill. Instead, it's about experimentation and exploration. And even if you have a setback, you can still use that as an opportunity to explore more. You know, you get knocked off of a sky island. Maybe that's going to be your opportunity to land somewhere that you've never seen before over in the surface world, right? So there's a lot of opportunity here, which was, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and I mean, I think when I'm going back a little bit about just to talk about the abilities that we have too, because we talked a lot about the construction. It's so good. But the fuse (laughs) ability, the sheer amount of combinations that you have just for combat is mind boggling. The examples that they gave of, say, taking a stick, right? Well, remember starting Breath of the Wild, you have, you take just random sticks that you can find as your weapons, you know, kind of sucks, right? You can't do much damage, they break easily. But then being able to fuse that with a rock or a piece of a guardian that you just fought, right? And then make that into a viable, powerful weapon. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. And that's going to make you overpower from the very start, I think. <laughs> like, Oh, that was something else I noticed. at the When he's riding around on um, Epona or the horse, whatever he may have called him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he, um, in that original area, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a, um, a guardian. But not in the the footage. So did the Guardian, are they now like on the move or like Mm. what's going on? And now we have these new types of Guardians. Right. Yeah, that's why I wonder about the new types of Guardians. Like how do we explain those? Because the original Guardians played such a big part in like the lore of Breath of the Wild. I'm wondering where this new breed of, I think they're called Constructs comes from because they're like Mm. a whole different thing they seem to be even more intelligent possibly than the other guardians the ability to fuse weapons together uh for different effects right um you know the amount of enemies that you're going to face here that's something that i'm really looking forward to as well because you've already seen a great amount of variety in the enemies uh shown in tears of the kingdom so far which is one area where i think the original breath of the wild was pretty lacking well what i think is going to happen eventually Mm -hmm. is that with the variety of guardians and stuff. I think we're going to see flying ones, first of all. But oh, what I think will be we awesome already have. is yeah. if, um, well, like full flying ones that'll like chase you <laughs> after you build something. And I think that'd be awesome if you're just like approaching like a dungeon that's in the sky or something. And then all of a sudden just lasers just shoot right at you and blow up whatever you're on. Right. That'd be so awesome. Man, having like a firefight, you know, that'd be amazing. <laughs> we had one moment like that in the original Breath of the Wild, being where you're going against the Divine Beast that's the flying one, who, again, mm-hmm. apologies, I can't remember the names. It's been six years since I've played this game now, you know. <laughs> but uh, that was an amazing moment there, right? Of Va. Ah, man. It's not Varudania, Varuda, um, Vandaboris. It's the other one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> got all the other ones. Yeah, least. got all the other ones. I remember all the other ones except the one I specifically want to talk about. Want right to talk now. about, it, of right. course. But that's just that's just a podcasting game for you, I guess. Um, but yeah, having firefights or even two on the ground, right? If you create like a, a car or even possibly a tank of some sort, right? What if you're like chasing down a guardian or guardians are chasing you while you're zipping across the countryside, right? Like that's another more active element of fighting a guardian that you could totally have, which would be be crazy. They're really adding so many dynamic elements to combat here, which is crazy to see. I think another fuse ability that I loved was how they showed, you know, you can fuse things to arrows, right? Like fusing an eyeball to an arrow to make it essentially a homing missile. Like, (laughs) good lord. Again, they're giving you so many ways to just break this game, shatter all of its systems to take advantage of every possible tool at your disposal. Like, that's crazy. And it's also a great accessibility feature, too, where, like Aonuma was saying, I can't really track fast movements as much anymore, so I can use this homing attack. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great, you know, plus one in Nintendo for considering accessibility in a roundabout way, you know? Yeah. (laughs) In some way, yeah. (laughs) In some way, indeed, indeed. I really hope, though, that with, like, the basic enemies, like like the uh, Bokoblins Mm -hmm. and stuff, like, if you get a Bokoblin horn, imagine if you could attach it to an arrow and shoot it at the wall and use it to climb a wall. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. Like, I man. really hope they do like crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, 
the sheer amount of possibilities would be insanity you know and then being able to fuse something like a you know a red choo-choo piece right to your to your arrow to make it a fire arrow right Mm -hmm. like being able to use that as ways to manipulate the environment right you can set things on fire or with ice you can use that to you know freeze waterfalls or something freeze rivers to Mm -hmm. get away across oh i was gonna mention this Mm -hmm. i don't know if the sheikah slate like the original abilities are in this Mm -hmm. that was another thing i was wondering no it it doesn't seem to be that way you know it seems to be mostly about link's arm so far like we didn't see you know in breath of the wild you could see link pulling out the sheikah slate whenever using an ability we didn't see anything like that here now he just uses the force. <laughs> I Numa's already got him on a Y wing across the water. It's it's all uh, you know. It's beautiful. It's all going one way. Yeah, of course. Link is a Jedi master now. <laughs> it's confirmed. He's got the long hair. It's it's perfect evolution. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Man, I mean, there was just so much with this gameplay. It just looked it, it looked amazing. I'm coming up a broken record now. Just it's time to rewatch the video if you haven't already. Anybody who hasn't watched this. Please give it a look because it shows mm-hmm. off just how amazing. Go this buy the OLED. You know, yes, do what you I think do. we do gotta talk about <laughs> all the accessories that were announced here too. We've got another OLED model, and in true Nintendo fashion, it's releasing <laughs> before the game itself, and it's ten dollars more than the usual <laughs> OLED. It is three hundred sixty dollars, releasing April twenty eighth. I hate this, and why am I going to buy it? That's the like, Zelda tax. I hate new thing. I hate it because at the same time, it looks beautiful like this is probably my favorite um redesign of the oled or version of the oled that i've seen thus far i i mentioned this when i got the oled i was like they're gonna come out with something amazing Mm -hmm. and it's gonna come out as soon as i buy this thing so you're welcome everybody and i'll say it now you're welcome everybody (laughs) (laughs) here it is yeah anybody buying this version of the switch oled uh please send a personal thank you to mark (laughs) and maybe like 10 bucks or whatever to account for the uh zelda tax as well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean yeah tears of the kingdom is gonna be 70 dollars too you gotta account for that inflation so you know um but at the same time i think it's going to be worth it too oh yeah absolutely yeah no doubt i this is definitely you already know it's going to be 90 plus on metacritic the oh 100 it like, it's, it's going to be it's so obvious. it's going to be one of the highest rated games on the switch it's going to go down as one of the biggest titles on the system it'll it'll be an event um mm-hmm. here's the thing that really you know makes me really anticipate this game it's the fact that when they made the original and they said they had all these ideas and they were like let's just make a sequel mm-hmm. the fact that they said that like and they you know because when does a zelda game get a sequel right yeah never it's it's not like you know mario galaxy mario galaxy 2 or like super mario 3d land super mario 3d world i know they're a bit different but mm-hmm. it's still it's like the point still stands it's like zelda is one of those series where it never gets sequels in a traditional sense. And I think the fact that they're willing to make another one of these is um, mm-hmm. speaks volumes. It does. It shows how much possibility there is in the idea of an open-world playground Zelda, right? I mean, we just saw all the new abilities they're adding. There are going to be endless ways to manipulate the environment now. And I can just see, you can see the creativity oozing <laughs> as you're watching the trailer or uh, the footage, how many new ways there are to play the game now. It shows so I just hope we don't stick around in this universe forever. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I, I truly believe that this is going to be part of the Switch's swan song, right? That this is like the oh, biggest... Oh, absolutely. The, yeah, the, this is, yeah. One of the last huge titles we're going to get on the console and after that it's going to be uh, we're going to be starting up the countdown to the the next console and with that the next generation of mario and zelda right um most likely yeah i would say so yeah i, I do hope the only thing i could see is like a mario odyssey 2 maybe after this movie comes out in a week I've, like i can maybe see that for the holiday season but i could say something like that but like a full scope you know, big budget Mario game on the same scale as what we're getting with Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not sure if I see that. Yeah, I don't at this see it point. either. Yeah, no. I don't. As far as the future of Zelda, though, I think it is going to be hard to go back after this point, you know, to a more linear, streamlined formula. I think that Zelda is really 
you know, found a good, a natural home in the open world formula here. Like, this is a brilliant fit for what we've loved about Zelda in the past. A great way to express a feeling of exploration, you know, dungeon uh, puzzle solving, exploring the world. It's, you know, everything that I think anybody who played the classic games, the original Zelda on the NES or Link to the Past, would want in a full-blown of course title. yeah so i do hope that we're keeping this formula a bit but like you say mark it would be great for them to branch out to maybe a different version of hyrule from here on out you know of course and just you know in terms of the art style you know i love breath of the wild's art style i think it's one of the best looking games around mm, period i just 100%. love how it's stylized but it's like that specialty you don't want to wear it down and right. i think after these two games you know with the next zelda it's like you gotta try something new, yeah. right? I mean, you know, I've been replaying every, or replaying, I've been playing for the first time almost every single Zelda game mm-hmm. these past few months, and it's like, I think one of the specialties of the series that no one talks about is that everything truly changes with this entry in terms of stylization with visuals. Mm-hmm. Everything, which I really appreciate about the series, because I think, like, the only other time they kept the art style was Majora's Mask. Right. Yeah, that's I, as far not as counting like the two D like Game Boy or like stuff like because that's different. Yeah, you know that, that you're on like a monochrome that's display. The, that's the limitations yeah. of the system right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, to a certain extent, Majora's Mask is the same the same way, but it does keep the general the general same art style as you have for Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, because that's I, I think you're totally right, Mark. That we've seen a wonderful. Uh, development of zelda over the years in terms of its art style how we've seen it go from you know super cartoony cell shady with wind waker you know and swung back hard in the other direction with twilight princess mm-hmm. to go for like a middle mm-hmm. line middle Skyward line Skyward sword, sword. Yeah. and then i think that breath of the wild was like the best approach yet where it's more serious than what we had in either skyward sword or uh, wind waker mm-hmm. but also still keeping that somewhat cartoony whimsical attitude with the the character models the designs of the world all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but there's definitely room now that we've seen this to to branch out try something a little new and maybe even take advantage of slightly more powerful hardware who knows if a new console exists <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. plenty of ways for it to grow for sure uh i just hope that they don't swing too hard out of the cell shaded style because this yeah is me the best too i i really like it yeah, yeah. I, I don't want another twilight princess you know it's a great game don't get me wrong but you can tell they tried a little too hard there in my my personal opinion at the very mm-hmm. least i think also with uh with twilight Pri- princess it's a matter of like the story and stuff how that also impacted the visuals because mm-hmm. i feel like it's more of that serious zelda story and this one you know breath of the wild is too but <laughs> it's like it doesn't have like the, those you know twilight princess doesn't have those goofy moments or like those amazing stunts you can pull off like or, or some of, like, even, like, the comedy within the, the characters. It's, like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to find that in with something like Twilight Princess. But in this case, it's, like, you could believe the seriousness, but you could believe the goofiness of it all, too. It mm-hmm. just... It's a style that works in favor of all tones, in a sense. Exactly. And with Breath of the Wild being the most open game in the series to date, and the same for Tears of the Kingdom, it really accounts for the sheer variety of events that can happen throughout the game. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's definitely, definitely a good fit. So yeah. It's definitely going to be one of the best games. It's going to be Switch, one of the period. best. <laughs> and yeah, it's amazing. I just want to say, I think that the choice to debut a you know 13 minute gameplay footage video instead of like a direct or a new trailer was really fantastic as well because it just Mm -hmm. played to the game's strengths as well like i think that um when we had back in 2017 we had that breath of the wild cinematic trailer announcing the release date it was amazing right but i think it did the game a disservice because it played it out to be this big cinematic adventure game full of this these amazing story moments not accounting for the fact that you know the cutscenes that you had in that trailer were all of the cutscenes in the game, essentially. So of course you yeah. saw basically everything <laughs> the game had to offer story-wise. Whereas this this video, I think we're to gonna get a story trailer though. I think we'll get a story trailer, and we've already gotten some. But what I'm saying here yeah. is that we're playing to the strengths of Breath of the Wild, that formula. Of now we're getting to see how you can play around with the environment and like 
I am sold from that regard. Like, I I would love to see more gameplay. We've talked about wanting to see dungeons, wanting to see more enemies, but I am sold from the moment-to-moment gameplay angle. Seeing the different mechanics and abilities you have on offer, gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. I do, I'm right there with you. I hope that we can get another story a story trailer so we can learn no more. we have to yeah. like they're gonna have to push the advertising for this game hard again mm-hmm. like with the right. first one and well, you know i i think we'll i'm positive i will say that we will get a direct <laughs> this april this april okay yes i have a feeling that we're gonna get one and at the ending they're gonna spearhead zelda all right. Okay. So you're they gotta they gotta push it. They so, gotta have something big, and then the build up, and then they gotta end it off with Zelda. Interesting. So, so you're saying not a Tears of the Kingdom focused direct. You're saying a general no. direct with an <laughs> no. emphasis on Tears of the yes, Kingdom. Yes. Yes. No. 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 Not even an emphasis. No. No. I I think they're gonna keep you know as little as they can for this game, but they're gonna do as much as they can because you know you gotta market it. It's like you, you can't keep showing the same two clips. You know. I don't know. I, on the one hand, I'm right there with you, but on the other hand, uh, they've been so tight-lipped with information about this game. Like, literally, for the past few weeks, Nintendo has been promoting Tears of the Kingdom by sharing clips from Breath of the Wild on Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> they do not want to show off too much of this game, which, you know, I think it's going to It's going to hit hard. It. They're going to hit hard this mm-hmm. April. They have to. All right, well, we'll hold you to that, you know? I mean, when was the last time they had a general direct in April? as well like it's mostly been either february or march you know um yeah it we would had be one changing. we had one in february and yeah so i mean i would love the possibility it would be breaking with tradition a little bit but I, this is we just, like i say it's a big release so exactly it's a big release they're also you know they got to start pushing stuff like pikmin it's right around the corner advance wars <laughs> is coming up it's like I completely forgot that Pikmin is coming out soon. Yes. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Pikmin, Pikmin only has one trailer. That's it. It has a trailer and a 10-second teaser if you count the other one. Mm-hmm. So we gotta we gotta see more of that game because it's coming out in yeah. Mark, what's the release next date? Next month is that? Advance Wars. Then it's May is Zelda, and then isn't isn't uh, wait? Let me look up well, Pikmin. Real time <laughs> journalism, baby. July. Okay, I was right. July okay. 21st. So yeah. we, we've got some time then, considering that they're waiting until, you know, just a little over a month to start really promoting Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I think we've got time for the 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 red carpet to be rolled out for Pikmin 4. Of course. 4. We also don't have a June game. That's, That's the true. other thing. Yeah. And usually think... Nintendo reveals games two to three mm-hmm. months in advance. So I was just thinking about that, and I don't think we're going to get a June game, personally. Uh, for a With few how reasons. big Zelda is, yeah. I kind of agree but at the same time i think we'll see something small at the very least whether that's like an eShop game or i I, we have to see something i feel like i don't know because i think like we've been talking about we're really reaching like the twilight era of the switch at this we are but it's also it's going to be a huge release you know that they're going to sell more switches with this game it's Mm -hmm. going to be one of those situations where i feel like they're going to want to have something Mm -hmm. out there to get people to go to the e-shop at the very least (laughs) you know (laughs) right 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 well i guess we'll just have to wait and see you know i really wonder at this point what they could fill uh that slot with because we've we don't have anything announced right now a lot of major franchises have already had releases or have games announced you know Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of interesting to think what would they be able to fill in with that? Another Labo VR kit. <laughs> Honestly, I would be <laughs> delighted to have that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Labo was one of those amazing experiments we have with the Switch that maybe you know didn't go anywhere it's not, it's at never all. Coming back. It's never coming back. That cardboard's getting recycled. It is, but you know, wouldn't it be perfectly Nintendo to follow up what's going to be one of the best-selling, most acclaimed games of the year with some stupid experiment that nobody ever asked for? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. It would be amazing. So, man, 
Well, Mark, is there anything else that you want to say about about Tears of the Kingdom? Now, we've covered a lot over the past 31 minutes, but... Do I buy another Pro Controller? I mean, honestly, we haven't even talked about the Pro Controller and the carrying case. They both look amazing. And Mark, the answer is yes. Um, I know for sure, for sure, I am getting that case. Because my current Switch carrying case is kind of falling apart and disgusting. Uh, So I think that getting getting this new beautiful one is a no-brainer for me at the very least. Um, Mm -hmm. And that Pro Controller looks fabulous. Yeah, it really does. It it really does. Yeah, and like I'm trying to hold off on that um, that OLED model, but it just looks so beautiful at the same time. Mark, I want to make a financially irresponsible decision with this. (laughs) You have the money. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see. So, yeah, we shall see. And on that happy note, I think that about does it for Tears of the Kingdom. So. Anything else you want to bring up, Mark, or shall we wrap things up here? Um, you can't buy Pushmo, but you can buy, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. So I think that's your next best bet. You know what? A poetic conclusion. <laughs> As one door closes, another door opens. opens. <laughs> and with that being said, I've been your host today, Campbell Gill. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. You can find me on GoombaStomp.com and on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercase CSG. One day I will have a written review of Octopath Traveler written up <laughs> on the site, if this game can ever end. Um, but, you know, stay tuned for that and hopefully some other content too. You can follow NExpress on any of your favorite social media platforms follow us on twitter at nexpress nintendo keep up with us on your podcast platform of choice being spotify clean not clean feed that's what we use to record (laughs) this (laughs) cut that out mark (laughs) you can follow us on spotify on apple Podcasts, podbean any podcast platform of your choice please drop us a rate and review give us those five stars much appreciated mark where can people find you Find me at the Markel, that of course Smart Seek, how the cake. Find me over on Instagram and Twitter, uh, over on Goombastomp.com. I have writing, I don't know off the top of my mind. So you could check out my stuff there. Marty wrote a review for Dredge that everyone should check out. <laughs> it's a great, So uh, I'll great plug review. his work, because that's go, the man. first thing that came to my mind. But uh, yeah, go go check things out. Awesome. Yeah, give us a re, give us a click over at GoombaStomp.com and uh, go follow the podcast. Leave us a rate review. Much appreciated. And feel free to reach out to us via email, videogameseditor at GoombaStomp.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you all later. Bye.